Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with David, Joe and me, Paul. So today we are discussing the cross and their second effort, Mad, Bad and Dangerous to Know. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's it's rock. R-A-W-K. In the USA. Rock. 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 I know, fuck's sake. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, carry on, mate. This is meant to be our big statement. You keep saying rock all over it. (laughs) So before we get into the album proper, we are very proud to be part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. So if you love Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Uriah Heap, Iron Maiden, Leonard Skinner, Hot Wind, and chat, Chat with Rock Legends, then give the Deep Dive Podcast a listen. Um, all the details are on Twitter at Deep Dive Pod Net. Okay. Um, and before, right. in fact, cool. before we get on to the album proper, right? Before we, we we get on to it, if you find our business model of just giving away podcasts to be oddly charming, how about you go to our online shop and buy a T-shirt, a monk or even donate a small amount of money because we need to pay fees and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a great help to us. So if you go to in the lap of the pods.co.uk, is that what it is? Jesus, Paul, come on. Get get with a program. No, it's lappods.co.uk. And for PayPal, it's paypal.me forward slash lappods. Aye. Paul's got a cocaine addiction that he needs to fuel. Aye, and we've got loan sharks to pay in Glasgow because <laughs> my kneecaps are on the block. Yeah, if you can help out in any way, that'd be great. And kneecaps. <laughs> Although I would say um, if you buy a T-shirt, I think at this rate, um, the way Vista Print or Vista Print have put up their prices, I think we probably stand to make about 60 pence for any T-shirt that you order from us. So, so thanks for what, 60p. So don't order a T-shirt, just order so, a mug. A mug's more. We'll get more cash from a mug. Aye, we oh. don't give a fuck if you want a T-shirt. Just wear a mug, right? <laughs> aye. aye, I could do that, aye. I'll yep, just, buy, yep. just buy loads of mugs and I fuck the T-shirts. Whatever gives her the most money. <laughs> <laughs> I keep the loan sharks away, just, man. This is descended into um, a complete and utter mess. Um, cool. I we, control if, your guests if we go any further <laughs> we'll have to give you guys money for listening to this shit right so anyway let's go on to the album this is gold mate <laughs> so Mad, Bad and Dangerous to Know was released in the UK on the 26th of March 1990 and was recorded between September and November of the previous year so that would have been 1989 unlike its predecessor Shove It this sees a whole band contributing to the songwriting and composition process, as Shovett was very much Roger on his own. And I, I think this, uh, this album is like the almost total reversal of Shovett in a way, because 
Roger only writes two tracks and co-writes one of the tracks. Um, the rest of the band uh, write, write the rest of the stuff. So, uh, you know, um, and they, according to Queenpedia, uh, the website, um, the rest of the band were already working on these songs while Roger was away um, doing promo for the Minical album. So he was away with, uh, with Queen. And the band had already, you know, got together and uh, started writing before Roger um, met up with them that that September and, and began recording. So, um, yeah, so interesting. Um, nice. A bit, a bit yeah. of a reversal from the, the previous album, which is more or less a, a Roger solo album. Um, and this yep. time he's, you know, a, a, a lot less involved. Doing the singer thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the album has got 12 tracks and Roger sings on all but one as guitar man Clayton Moss sings on Better Things. The album did not do very well at all. It failed to chart in the UK, prompting, prompting EMI to drop the band. So they, they carried on basically being quite big in Germany um, and they, they only they toured... Um, this album only in Germany. There was no UK dates or anything like that. So yeah, right. they pretty much abandoned the UK, I think, mm. uh, which is fair enough. Aye. But um, I, I was what uh, one of the things I noticed was I think EMI maybe spent a fair bit of money on this. Oh, aye, uh, the sounds good. The yeah. production's good. Yeah, on it, aye. yeah. Um, it's a, a very high quality looking product. And the video for Power to Love looks like I've dropped a bit of a million quid on it. It's like, yeah. have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I'm going to come to that when we come to Power to Love. I've got a few, yeah. a few comments to make about that video. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so I so it, it kind of bombed. Um, which, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a shame. Um, but we'll go, I'll, I'll quickly go through the track listing and then I'll, I'll uh, check in with you guys, see how you, you, you feel about the, the album overall. So track one is Top of the World, Ma. Um, then we've got Liar, Closer to You, Breakdown, Penetration Guru, Power to Love, Sister Blue, Better Things, Passion for Trash, Old Men Lay Down, and Final Destination. Now, the 12th track is Foxy Lady, which wasn't on the LP version, but it was on the CD version. Yep, that's right. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... Yeah, because it's um, on Gary. Gary had this in CD when it was on that. Aye. Yeah. Um, Gary being uh, Joe's brother, in case you... Of course, yes, aye. my brother. But, uh, you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just taking into consideration that I think everybody knows exactly who he is because they'll be listening to everything that we do previously. That's obviously. true. That's very yeah. true, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's the track listing. Um, so I'll come to you first, David. What's your overall thoughts on this album? I don't know. Don't know. I actually right. don't know. Joe, right. Mr. Joe. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I, I I don't know. I think there's there's two ways of looking at it. I think um I think if you look at it as Roger's side thing, you know, is is kind of blown off steam away for Queen, if you will. Then I guess you look I look at it differently. If you're talking about the cross being a legitimate band and vying for the attention of the, the rock world, the British rock world in 1990, then it probably falls 
pretty short. You know, when you think uh when I think of the rock bands about at that time, so you gun had released taken on the world the year before 1989, you had Thunder releasing Backstreet Symphony. And they're both very accomplished rock albums. Um, I'm not the biggest rock fan in the world, I have to say. It sounds weird to say that, and we're probably similar to some Yeah, degree. I'm the same. Yeah, You know, I'm not into rock that much. It's got, it's got, you know, when I say rock, for me, rock's got, depends what you mean. But in terms of rock, just singing about girls, you know, singing about cars, you know, singing about drugs, you know, we recycled riffs, so, you know, over and over. I don't really do that. I just can't be bothered with that kind of stuff. So, but if we talk about those those two bands, let's let's. I'm just using them as a kind of barometer of, of where this where Mad Bad and Dangerous to Know sort of fits in. Taking on the World by Gun was a really really excellent debut as, as a rock band. It's it's um it's a bit less of the sex drugs and rock and roll stuff. It's a bit more uh, introspective, you know, and and what the, what they're writing about. Better days, songs like that. Taking on the World, the title track. So by no means is it perfect. There's there's a few kind of cliches on it. As there always are, as with rock albums to a degree, any, any rock album after the 70s, I would say there's going to be cliches and going to be recycled stuff on it. So there's a bit of that. And the same with Thunder. Thunder, the Thunder album, Backstreet Symphony, is like a very bad company vibes to it, you know, and, and it's a bit more, it's a bit, I suppose it's a bit more like, uh, about the ladies, that one, you know. Um, but if you think about those two albums, then compare it to this, I think Mad Bad and Dangerous to Know is, it doesn't come close because they, they two bands were just starting out. And were really hungry and really kind of, you know, really got their shit together and really crafted really great songs. Um, so if I look at it that way, then this is this is this is very poor in comparison. But if I look at it as Roger's side thing, it's okay. It's fair enough. It's it's I get it. I get why he's went for the kind of rock style because he's got all these guys in during Shove It, who are clearly a rock band, and they were obviously wanting to kind of, you know go and explore that kind of territory um, a bit more than Roger did on Shove It. So I think it was inevitable. When you actually looked at the guys, you know, if you're going to stereotype, when you actually looked at the cover of Shove It, you're looking at these guys and going, all right, right okay, that's a rock band. Uh, a rock band in the true sense of the word. Um, so it's not surprising that it ended up going this way. Um, you know, Leighton on Twitter has been talking about he was disappointed by this because it was too straight rock, you know, whereas Shove It was a bit more a bit of everything kind of thing and a bit more interesting. Um, I have to agree with them to a degree. I think there's more interesting things happening on Shove It than on this one. But I will say there's probably, I'd say about three tracks that I really, really like on this that I think are exceptionally good songs. And the rest are mediocre to poor, I would say, uh, from my own opinion. Um, I know I've waffled on a lot here, but uh, I just try to kind of frame it into something that... that I can even understand myself, never mind anybody else, to be honest. Uh, it seems it seems so obvious now that Shove It should have been a solo Roger album when you hear this. Mm. You know, you listen to Shove It, Shove It is a Roger solo album. It's it's almost confirmed by when you actually hear this album, you know. Um, so it's okay. It's, okay. it's an okay album. I'm not crazy about it, but there's... Like I say, there's moments on this that I really like and I will go back to, you know, on it. So um, anyway, I'll shut up. I'll, waffle. I'll probably have to edit about half of that because I've just waffled. No, <laughs> no, you made a point. No, you made the points. You made. No, they're valid points. Keep them in. Yeah, you're more articulate than I'll ever be. 
Mr. Joseph. Mr. Joseph. Uh, Mr. Joseph. <laughs> I like that better, actually, Mr. Joe. I'm getting my Sunday name added to it. <laughs> um, right. I've had this album in, in my life since it pretty much came out because my brother bought this, you know, as he does, Gary. He's been mentioned umpteen times in this podcast. He bought everything Queen related. So in a way, it was kind of cool because I got to hear a lot of this stuff back in the day. Um, I, I mean... Uh, when I was a kid, I, I, you know, I actually probably paid more attention to this than I did the miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes you know a lot I mean? of sense. Uh, makes yeah, a lot yeah. of sense because yeah. I'm just going to go out and say it. It's a better miracle. It's a better album as a whole, um, which is, you know, and I agree with David. I mean, there is points in this that are just kind of mediocre and stuff like that, and I, I, I totally get that 100%. I mean, even down to, you know, the, the Foxy Lady cover. I know we'll speak about mm-hmm. that, but I mean, why? And, you know, it, it's just a carbon copy and you're just never going to do it better than the original. So why is that even in there, right? And they already had, like, 11 other songs, so stupid even adding it. But anyway, but the record as a whole, I think it's a decent rock record. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad. I genuinely don't think. There's nothing really on here that I'm like offended by you know what I mean there's just if anything you know there's, there's tracks on it I'm just like kind of like eh, hmm, whatever meh but but I'd, I agree with David I think there's maybe three three four songs in this that I think are really good songs man like really good songs and I think the planes are amazing on it actually I think the actual yeah. performances are especially yeah. for the lead guitar player yeah like Clayton, the, Clayton Moss can play the, nice. the lead playing in this record is mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it the lead playing is phenomenal in yeah. this album the guy is a great guitar player plays with a lot of soul and I think that's yeah. one of the things that maybe brings me around to it and warms me to the album a little yeah. bit more if he wasn't on it I'd probably feel different towards it but I genuinely think the lead playing is ex- exceptional in certain it's really tracks. interesting because I think he, I agree with you I think yeah, yes there's no Doubt at all, Clayton Moss has got chops and he can play. And, and there's a lot of bits in this um, that I can pick out when he's, as Joe says, he's got feeling and he's got he's got a vibe to his playing. I think he it just at times overplays though. In certain songs, I'm like, you need to hold a bit back. He's just going absolutely crazy. And then sometimes on the same run for like too long and stuff. So that's interesting. But um, but that's just my take on it. Listen, man, I'm. Just how I hear it, kind of thing. But I, there's no doubt this guy can play guitar, man. Absolutely no aye, doubt. You aye. know, for, for, for me beast. that for me he's the the kind of shining star on it. I mean, mm. other, other than Roger sounding really good. That's he's always aye. going to sound good because he's <laughs> aye, Roger, he does, isn't man. he? Roger sounds amazing on this aye. album. But no, I mean, aye, this is a this is a decent record. That's by no means a, a bad album. Yeah, agree with that. Okay, so I'll preface this by saying that. I'm probably a wee bit more sympathetic to hard rock or whatever you want to call it than you two guys. Because you, you, you know, at this yeah. time you were, you were back in Little Angels and things like yeah. that and all I that. Was going, know, I was uh, going to see yeah, yeah. Uh, the Choir Boys and the Little Angels and, hmm. you know, uh, Thunder and all that. Uh, you know, and, and so I... I, I, I Spare on the Choir Boys album, I'll definitely. It's definitely oh, Jesus, that. aye, aye, that's, <laughs> that's... G.G. Allen's better on the Choir Boys, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, so, uh, you know, and, and the, aye, what, what, what age would I have been in 1990? I'd have been about 18, so 17, 18 kind of thing. Um, and uh, 
So that so this type of stuff is was probably in my wheelhouse at the time. I, I, I it really wasn't until a wee bit later on that I got into heavy heavier stuff and all that. You know, I was maybe you know I mean obviously I was into Sabbath and all that, but you know I, I'm um, still maiden and all that and things. Yeah, like that. yeah, even yeah. even at, even at age of eighteen, I wasn't particularly into thrash or anything like that. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't until a wee bit later I got into Slayer and all that and you know uh, Metallica and yeah, that type of stuff. So anyway, that's a long way of going, going about saying. And, you know, uh, so I, I look at it as it's actually a fairly good quality hard rock record, you know, and it's got its issues because I think there's a couple of tracks on it that don't belong in this album. Um, they, they unbalance the album big time. Uh, they, they don't belong in this album. Um, it should have just stayed a, a, a hard rock record. It should have just stayed about shagging and, you know, um, whatever, you know, the, the type of stuff. It also, um, for a hard rock record, it doesn't have a, a love song on it. There's no ballad on it, um, which, you know, fair play to them for avoiding all the cliches because <laughs> that's, you know, you've got to have a power ballad on your your record at the time. They can so, they can sail close, I'd say. But, aye, tracks, but yeah, but I know you, know there's nothing saying. about I, yeah. I love you and I'll die for you and all that shit. Yeah. You know, that, um, that's the kind of no, stuff I, I'm talking about. You know, I just that, that, that covered. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, the the you know the big the, the big ballad kind of thing, and you know, given that that's kind of what sold these type of records, why didn't they do one? You know, anyway. How about that uh, love's got love in the title? So they maybe thought that was good enough. <laughs> maybe that. <I. laughs> That's all um, the love you're getting. Or maybe they, they did write stuff like that and Roger just vetoed it or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this album. I think there's some really good tracks on this. Um, some really, really catchy stuff. Mm. Um, and if you take it at face value, it's just a, you know. It, Aye, that, that's it. it, it? It's, it's, yeah. it's just getting into it where I like a, a no preconceived sort of idea, I think, if you just listen to it for what it yeah. is, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's got quite a lot of hooks. I, I yeah. think it, it's yeah. weird, yeah, just, I can't know what need any of these tracks, but I think it's, it's grown, even the, the songs that I, I thought were, I know is strong, are grown on me, with more listens, it, it kind of like, you know, in rock albums are usually there, it's there, it's just, it's there, you know, you mm. don't have to really delve too deep, it's kind of pretty, but I'll be honest, because when I first listened to it for the podcast, I thought this is this is not great. This is this is uh I don't know, man. Don't know if I'm don't know if I'm feeling this, but I think the more I've listened to it, the more it I don't know if I'm getting desensitized to the to the some of the poorer moments or <laughs> better. But I think but I think I mean at the end of the day, the, 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 when you stop they listening, it. they enjoy it exactly, and that's it. And I'm thinking, aye, aye, mm. ultimately I suppose there's enjoyment in it, and that's that's it at the end of the day, you know. So Okay, that's that's our initial thoughts on the album, or our overall thoughts. So we'll, we'll we'll jump into the tracks then, and we'll just take them as they come. Um, so the track one, top of the world, comma ma, uh, Mister Joe. I I mean, this is one of the, one of the songs on it, and it's the first song, but it's kind of like it's just okay. You know, what I mean, there's mm. probably a couple of songs on here that would have been better to open this record. For me, Penetration Guru would have been the the the, the <laughs> obvious opener to this record. Can I say that title without just laughing? That title's fucking ridiculous, man. 
It's fucking stupid. But um, but I top of the world, man. Um, it's okay. It's it's okay. Um, it's got that kind of deep purple vibe to it. I don't know if that was maybe whoever wrote the wrote the track. You'd probably be able to fill me in on that, Paul, if, if you've hit the Wikipedia page. I think it was them all, were it? I think the whole band. Yes. Was it. Uh, Roger, this one? Oh, yeah. yeah, Moss, Taylor, Edney, Noon, and McCree. Right. The whole, the whole band. Yeah. Right. I was getting serious uh, purple vibes. I don't know if it was maybe just the organ and stuff like that, the use of the organ. But the riff as well is a wee bit deep purple. Well, the riff says Led Zeppelin's a total Led rip off a whole, whole lot of love. Aye, well, <laughs> I suppose that as well, isn't it? The 70s, 70s rock. And plus, maybe it was the organ more than the, the, that then. It was kind of giving me a kind of deep purple vibe. Aye. Um, what do you call it? This, this, the solo in this is excellent, man. The guitar solo is shit hot in this song, man. Like... I was at, like I said at the start of the pod. I just I was really blown away with a lot of the melodic choices. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the guy can really, you know, write a really nice melody. Kind of the way I don't not compare him to Brian May and he says he's anywhere near as good. I don't mean that, but I mean it's the way Brian constructs a solo where it kind of builds to a point and then you know it goes somewhere. It's not just a lot of shite. Notes getting played fast, like Angry Malstein or something. But no, it's a good it's solo's great. Um I like the, the guitars right at the end of the song as well, when it does that, it does that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, for me, it's an average song, but I think the, the lead playing's really good on it. Yeah. Right, cool. I, I think, um, as Paul said, that, you know, the whole lot of love, Raph, it's kind of like almost like a, Aye, a, a, very, a, a variation on it. Aye, you probably yeah. know that you can hear it, Joe. You're just, aye, totally. you suggested. But uh, aye, it, 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 it just kind of plods along a wee bit. I think it needs aye. another riff as well. It seems to rely yeah. on that one riff for too, too much. Simple. It's too simple. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it should go somewhere else, you know, or, or you know, even just it's, first chorus, first chorus, mid, late chorus out. But it's fine, you know, but get, get, some, get something else in there, you know, in terms of a riff. But, um, aye, nothing much more to add, add into it. It's, and I totally agree with Joe. It's not, wouldn't have been that my opener. It wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have opened the album for me. Um, I don't know, as we go through the songs, I might be able to pick out one that would have opened it, but, aye, it's not, it's not the strongest opener. So, it's just standard rock, you know, it's aye. nothing, there's nothing too exciting about it, I have to say. And, aye. you know, there's no, you know, given that there's quite a lot of hooks on this album, there's not really, it's not really that hooky, you know. Aye, either, I so. know, I, I, I agree. It's like, so. you know, if you're really going to hit out with your first song, it's got to be something that grabs you right away. You anyway, and there are yeah. songs that, can, that do that on this, but this isn't yeah. one of them. This seems uh, like, kind of, like it would be like the seventh song in your album or something, you know, aye, or like yeah. song in side B or something like that, if yeah, you're yeah. an old bastard like us. That's it, just like an almost a wee dip before the, the crescendo at the end, you know, you know, or something like that, you know. Aye, when you, uh, aye. Take people yeah. back in, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe their their thinking was that yeah, well we'll hit them hard, you know, right right from the the start yeah, kind be. of thing. Um, but our songs but, that hit hard. I there is there is actually you know. Um, so you know, it being a you know late eighties nineties hard rock album, it hits the first cliche, which is a recycled Les Zeppelin riff. You've know, yep. always got to have one of them. And you know, White Snake, fucking Kingdom Come, everybody has ripped off Led Zeppelin at some point. But they ripped off everybody that came before. Aye, aye, aye. You know, and Jefferson and yeah, so I I it's 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 nothing mind blowing or anything like that. It's you know, it's well played that 
the the the, the sound is great. It's very very well produced. Who produced this, Paul? Um, was it, it David was Richards? The, uh, no, it was. Uh, oh, I've drawn a blank. Rimhole. No, it was the band and do do do. Justin Shirley Smith. Ah, okay, cool. The guy yeah. that's been taking care of the Queen remixes yeah. along with yeah. uh, Josh, Josh McRae, McRae by the, the, the drummer. drummer. Ah, yeah. 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 Cool. Cozy stuff then, aye. Um, yeah, good. so, aye, so ah, the, the band nice and, and Justin Shirley Smith, and it, it does sound great. Ah. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's well played. It's got, it's got a, a groove and all that. And, you know, and <laughs> Roger, yeah, the, the thing about this is you've got fairly meat and potatoes rock, Quite a lot of the time through this, but you've got world class vocals <laughs> on top of it. Aye, no, aye, totally. Fucking aye. great singing on this. Aye. Um, yeah, it's sorry, right. yeah, it's what it is. But I'll bring my, my catchphrase back for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So, is that, is that I've written for aye. top of the world, man? Um, okay, uh, second track, Liar. Mr. Joseph. Me again. Yes. Uh, I like this song, man. I think this is one of the stronger ones on this for me. I think this has got... This, is, this to me, has got potential. If it, maybe... I don't know why they weren't doing too well in the UK, because there is songs in this, and I think this is one of them that I could have seen being quite a big hit. So, I'm kind of, you know, I'm a bit surprised that it wasn't released. Was it released as a single? No. Uh, I, I think it was. Uh, only, yeah. only uh, was it just in Germany? Oh, was it? Because there's a video yeah. for it. Um, right, right. Yeah. I thought just a performance video, I think. Right, I didn't yeah. know that. But I mean, this song, man, you know, for a kind of melodic rock song, stands its, stands its own for me, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it can t- definitely go up there. It's got the hooks and stuff. Um, I'm just going to let the, the guy, guitar player's arse again. Um, the I'm going to go straight to the guitar solo. The octave guitar solo in this is fucking excellent, mm-hmm. man. Like one of my favorite parts in the whole album because yeah. the whole solo is octaves. Uh, it's just going up and down the neck. And for anybody that plays guitar, to be able to play octaves that quick up and down it's, and be really tight with it, it's fucking hard. It's really difficult. So, guys, and not just the fact that it's a hard thing to pull off, the melody of it's superb. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really catchy. It's excellent. Um, I think there's some really cool guitar playing seeing the 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 kind of pre-chorus before it goes into the, the the main chorus sort of thing. There's he does this little sort of um arpeggiated thing. Yeah, I'll get that to the picking picking part really, really nice, really smart. Um it's quite low in the mix. You kind of need to listen for it because I didn't notice it until I put the headphones on and I checked out. But I was quite impressed with that. You know, the learning was smart. In that part, um, this song's basically this song is actually a lot more intricate than obviously the song before. Uh, there's a lot more going on in this, um, you know, layers and stuff like that. Uh, vocals are fucking like Paul said, ah, world class singing, great melody, performances off the charts, man. You know, Roger's the man. Um, <laughs> There's a couple of uh, lines of this that, that, <laughs> kind of, that kind of make me go, "Ah, oh, fuck, man, you shouldn't have put that in it because it, it, it kind of." takes you out the song a little bit and it's the the look of a panther lost in the jungle that is <laughs> fucking that is a shit line man that is a shite line um and it's a shame because it's like it's like every all the other lyrics in it are actually pretty decent there's this really shit part that's just like fucking panthers in the jungle what 
Um, aye, so that was that made me chuckle a wee bit just how fucking out of place that part was. Um, and the guitar tone in this, I mean, the guitar tone in this whole record's really, really good. Um, but the guy's lead playing, he's just got a really nice lead tone, man. It's nice and warm. Kind of reminds me yeah. a bit like uh, sort of Dave Murray for Iron Maiden. It's kind of mm. in that, that really warm. warm. He's, play, uh, he's playing yeah. on the he's playing in the rhythm pickup rather than yeah. the 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 lead the lead pickup, if you like. But yeah. no, man, I think this is a an excellent. A pop stroke rock song. Aye. David, do, does your love teach the blind to see? Always. Good. Always, man. Um, I agree with Joe. This is one of my highlights um on this album. I think it's it's excellent. Um I think it's it's more there's more Roger. I know although Roger didn't write this, you know, there's more suggestion of Roger on this because uh like the, the even the wee kind of the wee synthy bits that it starts off with a do, 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's like yeah. you know it's like you're used to hearing that in Roger Soul stuff anyway. Um and then you know with the palmuted bit coming in the picking bit as Joe mentioned um that's really cool. And uh Joe's kind of covered off all the ground I had anyway on my notes. So um but Roger sounds amazing, you know and mm -hmm. it just sounds excellent. And you know that chorus is just proving that he can sing. Yeah, oh, right. you know, I mean, um, as if we didn't know before, but it's, um, it's. Uh, I mean, Joe, Joe's mentioning why I guess this wasn't a hit, or you know, this album. I think, I think, I mean, maybe a reason to suggest would be it, it maybe get ignored because oh, it's Roger Taylor's side thing, so immediately it's diminished. You know, you know, didn't, it, look, didn't didn't he look the part as well? He's short hair. I know that sounds really like like as if it's a silly thing to say, but it really isn't. The rock world at that time was very, very much like you had to have a certain look. Mm. Yeah, you know, Aye, so if bands. you didn't know anything about Queen or you know, or yeah. you were young and you're looking See, at it, you might like, who's this guy? I you guy with short you know, blonde hair yeah. and you know a, a that, three quarter length uh, jacket, and it's just like this doesn't marry uh, up. Aye, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Because I think, I mean, just to jump ahead then in Power to Love video, when you see Roger on the Power to Love video, it. He, he, he looks old and he's not even that yeah. old he yeah. isn't I mean he's, he's only what about 40 yeah. <laughs> you know or whatever yeah. you know if he is and uh, he, he looks old he, yeah. he, look, he looks he doesn't yeah, so so I think image might be something to do with it Joe you know that's that's, that's not, not I think there'd be some dude you know? with the fucking you know with, with the bandana on and shit like that you know ah, the yeah, cowboy boots man nah, it would have been a different, probably a different situation <laughs> <laughs> the hairy cheese come out of the, nah, the shop nor that you know <laughs> Um, but I know I think um, but liar yeah it's one of it's one of my favourites um, on it and and I'll be honest I didn't know who wrote I didn't know who wrote uh, what on this album mm. um, until oh, I don't know I'd, uh, second film listen I'd, I'd look up to find out who the you know the authors were so I thought Roger wrote this it seems very Roger to me um, oh, yeah, I get you, know, you know a lot of the kind of the way it builds up and all that into the chorus so um so there you go. Aye. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's all I've got to say. Yeah, uh, this is the, the, the yeah this is one of the highlights in the album. It's a, it's a great song, um, great great chorus, great hook. Um, and they yeah, but what keyboards are they, there are are very very low in the mix and unobtrusive. This is a guitar album, which you know is is, is good. Obviously, quite a bit of Hammond B three, but. Hammond B3 was quite popular at the time, you know, certainly mm -hmm. the the Thunder album we mentioned, Backstreet yeah. Symphony. It's, it's got fucking B3 all over it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh yeah, it's a it's an excellent song, and you guys you guys have covered it. Um so it was uh, it was written by Peter Noon, um the, the bass player. Um uh, he's missed a trick, man. It's, 
he should call himself Peter No One. That'd be a lot better, wouldn't it? Peter uh, No One. Like Jerry only for the misfits, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so so that's uh, that's liar. Um is it better than Queen's Liar? Mm. No, aye, infinitely better, man. Aye, I, I Queen's Liar's so. shite. It's not better than Henry Rowan's Liar, but... It's <laughs> lots of liars, isn't there? Yeah, there's lots. Henry Rowan's the list of the best aye, liars. Liars. <laughs> Top 10 liars. I think uh, Queen then Rollins, then this. <laughs> <laughs> aye, if there's any more liars, let, get on aye. Twitter and let us know if there's any more liar. Who's up with some liar songs? Liars. Aye. So, track three as uh, Closer to You, which was re- written by Spike Edney, who, of course, was Queen's uh, backup keyboardist and guitar player on tour. Um, so, David, start us off on this one. Another kind of variation on a riff from another band as well. Uh, can't explain by the who. So it's very, very, very like that. Um and I know Roger's a big Who fan, so um, and I know he didn't write this, but I'm sure he was quite pleased to hear that. Um, Even bastards, man. <laughs> <laughs> the chorus, the chorus sounds like something, and I've not been able to Aye. place my finger on it. It reminds me of there's something. A lot, there's a lot of this album. There's Aye. bits that remind me yeah. of things I can't put my finger on, and I just can't. I can't explain. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't get any any claps for that mm-hmm. one. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I th- this has kind of got a bit of a, a bit of a kind of almost easy top take swagger. There's this com- something no no they can uh, no when they were doing that kind of um, you know their, their synthy stuff you know with the synthy back you know uh, backbeats and all that. Um, just just generally when they were just rocking out in general, it's got that kind of swagger. You know you can you know nod your head you can see the beards flowing and all that. You know no, um, no. <laughs> it's got a bit of that going, but. Um, I don't really have, have, have virtually no notes on this. Um, the chorus bit, the the, the guitar, the, the the rhythm guitar and the chorus is really cool. Aye, The way he's digging into the notes is really, it's really cool. It's keeping it really rhythmical and um, kind of climbing riff. Aye, exactly, exactly, man. Uh, so, uh, aye, it's it's one of the decent ones on it. It's better than. To look at the, the previous two tracks, it's better than the opener. I think. I think it, it, it's. Aye. I enjoy it better than. At least it's got a bit more energy. Yeah, it's a bit more something to it. But like I say, that swagger is there, and it's, uh, it's certainly not original. But aye, so what? I'll jump in. Aye, it's it's just a a, a straight rock song, very aye derivative of the the Who. Uh, certainly, I can't explain. Um. Yeah, it's it, it's good. It's that's what it is kind of thing. It's not there's not there's nothing really that grabs me. You know, I would think, oh, that's great or whatever. It's but it's it's well played and you know uh, Roger sings it really well. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's okay, man. I'm the same. I I don't really have. You guys pretty much mentioned everything I was going to mention. I've wrote here in my notes. Start riff reminds me of something. <laughs> there you are. And then, and then, and then right, under, right underneath it, it says, lots of riffs and this remind me of something. <laughs> so, so <laughs> exactly. I, but I mean, I, it's it's just rock by numbers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I basically. 
the, who, the who by numbers. The that who was an numbers. album they did. Actually, even even like replaying it in my head, it's maybe more an Aerosmith vibe actually to aye, it, yeah, rather aye. than ZZ Top. Aye, aye, aye. Like permanent vacation sort of vibe. You see, I could, I could almost like hear Tyler singing. I'll be If I was listening to permanent vacation last night. Ah, cool. Ah, it's a great record, man. Sounds fucking brilliant as well. Production's amazing on it, man. But no, this, aye. It's okay, man. And I, I, I caught the the climbing kind of heavy riff. I've wrote the climbing riff, the dun 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 dun, dun or whatever the hell it is. But it all, do you know what the, the start riff also reminds me of? A wee bit the if for you guys, I know David, you're familiar with this, but I don't know if Paul is. But uh, you know, fast way the trick or treat soundtrack. Oh, rock, I can't remember the name of the song. Knock, knock, knocking for a surprise. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love that album, man. And I'm not even ashamed to say it. That album's great, it's class. Uh, but I, this song's okay, man. And a big shout out to Fastway, Fastway, exactly, man. Fastway, man. R.I.P., man. Yeah, man, aye. definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm motorhead. Okay, so that was uh, closer to you. Track four is Breakdown, which was written by Peter Noon. Um, and uh, we'll start with David, I think, this one. Um, I think it, I, I like this as another good good song. It's another. It's very similar to Liar. I think that's the only uh, thing I would say. It's, it's kind of... Right. Mm. Same, same guy that wrote it, the bass player. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Aye, aye. I've been clicked. Aye, of course. Um, so it's a it's a wee bit similar. Um, I do like it though. Um, it's the the only the only thing I know. I know that we're talking about a rock album here, and I think this is where I will criticise a wee bit of lead guitar playing when it's in the quieter bits. It's just a bit too obvious for my liking. It's just a bit kind of like you know, like here's the quiet bit. Just play some lead or the tap it, and that's exactly what you uh, play. That, the first thing you pick. Uh, the first thing you picked up your guitar, that's probably what would come out, kind of thing, you know. So I disagree, um, homeboy. <laughs> Joe's all about this guitar, man. Oh, well, um, well, you guitar no, man. no, listen, cool, man. It's just look. I know I was always going to see it the same, man. But um, I do like the song. Um, and again, Roger's voice is cracking on the chorus. It's just absolutely mm. excellent on the chorus, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, I don't know if you noticed though see the bit when it gets to the end you know I know you know we know that bit that's the one it just can just can abruptly comes in you know it just comes right the, you know it's, it, it leads into the, the normal song and it's just right in it there's no like even like a fill in there like do 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 I know it just goes straight into it bolted on a bit bolted on but it takes you by surprise but not necessarily in a good way you know, it seems like almost it's been an afterthought and they've tagged it on, you Aye. know, and the fill wasn't there or the, the, the transition into that part wasn't there. Or Aye. I, I don't know, but maybe I've, I've thought been, it through better. Maybe, yeah. Could have been, man. Because actually, even when that begins in, you hear fills in between, you know, the, the next round of it and all that. So it's clearly, mm. it, you know, the idea was there. So it just the way it comes in is a bit. But I do like the bit. It's a really cool way to end the song. Actually. Aye, I like mm-hmm. it. Um, so no, I like this song. I, I do like it. So it's number one in my kind of highlights. I would say, um, and I know it's that big. You know, like again, kind of like liars get that big kind of rock sound to it and all that. You know, they kind of um, not quite ballad, but but you know, big stadium kind of <laughs> type stuff and all that. But no, it's got a cool, cool vibe to it. Um, I like it. 
I, I actually quite like this uh, song. Uh, um, in fact, I like it quite a lot, actually. Um, it's it, it's, the, the lyrics are fairly interesting. It's obviously about the tabloid, tabloid press and all that, you know. Yep, um, yep. And uh, see the bit where uh, Roger, um, he sings like like some power crazy dude. See the way he sings? That's fucking power. brilliant. Ah, he's power. Like aye. some power crazy. Oh, that's fucking magic. Ah, the guy, the guy's uh, feeling that uh, shit. Yeah, and, and that's you know, you know, you feel that emotional connection in your heart, and you know, if you're something, it's usually afraid that it does that type of thing. So it's nice to hear Roger having that effect on me. You know, uh, for a wee change. Um, yeah, I I, I, I like this. Um, and it, see when you look at the lyrics, that they're, they're a lot more subtle than scandal. Aye, aye, yep, yep. There, there are you know, they're a bit. Oh, I know Queen are always on the nose anyway, and all that. But, uh, you know, they just hit you over the head with something. But yeah, yep. I think this is a better, you know, a better written song than scandal. Oh, about, I, if you're writing about the press, if I was to choose a song about the British tabloid press, I, I would probably choose this one over Scandal. That's what I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You know, cool. I, 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 I agree. Uh, it's just it's just better written. It's not you know they're going to turn their lives into a freak show and all that. You know, it's you know it's I, I mean somebody is on the nose to see the jackals at your door and all that, but I, I don't know. That sounds better to me than. Ah, there's a bit more edge to theories, aye. aye. Yeah, yeah, aye, a bit darker, I, I would say, maybe. Yeah, Um Yeah, that, I, I like this song a lot, actually. It's one of the highlights on the on the thing for me. Uh, aye, good song, man. Mm-hmm, definitely. Joe? Aye, I agree. Um, I, I really I love the intro, the guitar, the wee um, kind of heart... Um, Harmonics, they do. I really like that, yeah. but no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking a bit more of the kind of normal bendy lead stuff. Ah, I'm sorry, no, no. I just I clarified that, but that bit is really cool. That is class. Really I love the wee melody that they're playing there, and that it's really, really smart. Uh, it's cracking, really catchy. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, again, I caught the fact that the lyrics were really cool as well. The lyrics are actually really decent in this song. And I, if you're going to compare the scandal, which is basically taking on the same subject matter, then I think this is, this is way better. Um, I, I, I like I do like the lead playing and I get where you're coming from I totally get that um, but I can enjoy it anyway I, I mm-hmm. still think it, I still like the melody that he plays and stuff like that um, I did notice that um, you can totally tell now I didn't know that the bass player wrote this but you can actually tell because I've actually wrote in my notes see the I know you know part that we're talking about see if you listen to the bass playing at that part underneath that part the bass playing mm-hmm. is fucking excellent Great. Yeah, really, really good bass yeah. playing. He's doing all it, this runs, doing runs and stuff. The sound of the bass on this album is really good as well. Oh, I, I think everybody I, sounds good. I, 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 drums sound good. The guitars. Sound I, don't, good. I, 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 don't, I know nothing about bass playing. I know nothing about fucking guitar playing either. But let's face it. But um, was there some sort of change in the equipment run about this time? Because bass players just you know the. Warm, uh, the gear was getting better. I, I think uh, quite a lot of them are playing these Warwick basses, you know, these stripped in kind of wooden. I, I, I don't know, maybe the pickups changed or something like that, but the bass frequencies just are a lot crisper and fatter. Aye, and, I think that was more, know, more, more that I think it, and you know, maybe, it's, maybe it's just a production technique or something. No, because, because like, like you were saying, like, run about this time, you had things like permanent vacation as well. 
yeah, is, yeah. It's just like that. The, the bass is thick. Uh, it's really yeah. loud, and I were pumped by more to the point. That was eighty nine, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, but again, that's really thick. So I think just and obviously Metallica's Black album was like a year later, uh, or, or two years later. But it would have been started to get recorded in nineteen ninety. And that's exactly the same. It's so it's yeah. really thick. So I think it was yeah. like a common thing, like you were saying, Paul. I think producers just, were noticing I, that bottom I, end was needed. It's maybe record. just I don't know something as simple as like maybe it's active pickups or something they're using. The you know. I think it was just the I think it was just to realise that that the bass was just a really important frequency that needed to be. Yeah. Held in rock, you know. I think it was maybe a wee bit of common that age, you know, because I say even. Even Queen records and stuff like that, like you know, Aerosmith, even Sabbath records, you can hear the bass, but it's not really get, it's not really bass. It's not mm. really get that thickness to mm. it. Um, and obviously, uh, Queen as well, going off topic a wee bit, you know, as bad as a miracle is as an album, that's this similar. Like it, it's got a similar sound to this, is in the sense yeah. that John's bass has got a lot more weight in it than it had, mm. like say on the works and stuff like that. But anyway, what was I even talking about? I this song breakdown. I, I like it. It's a good song, um, and it's much better than Guns N' Roses breakdown as well. Oh, right. I can't remember the way that goes. Um, it's not very good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's only use your illusion too. Two is it? Ah, okay. Aye. it's not one of the better ones on it. Let's put it that way. That's a kind of washy washy one. It's kind of kind of meanders. Ah, we bet. Aye, but there's a few things, a few things on that that are pretty shite. So, bye. <laughs> but this song, so this song is a good song. I enjoy it. I. Yeah, um, uh, it's a good, uh, it's a cool song, man. Um, I was going to say, see the I know you know. Did, did, did you know get any kind of Queen kind of vibes from that? I, I could imagine Queen doing that. Uh, so it's the first first time in this album that I've heard something harmonised harmonised and all that. Because yeah, you, yeah. you can hear the the, the lot of members of the band and along yeah. with Roger. Um, yeah, I'm assuming Spike Edney, Peter Noon, and and Clayton Moss. I'm guessing. You know, maybe mm-hmm. helping out, but uh, I no, no, totally. You could, you could yeah. notice it's a, it's been a three, four part harmony kind of thing. Aye, totally. Aye, now that you mention it, aye. Okay, so that's breakdown. So we're on to track five. Um, and I've no idea what this is about. It's called Penetration Guru, <laughs> written written by Clayton Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, so David, I'll start with you in this one, man. I know I'm all over the place in the selection. I keep forgetting who I've asked first. Oh, I, 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 before you start, for 10 points, what the fuck is a bandaloop? Aye, well, I've got, idea. I've got that, and then I, I've got no fucking idea, man. I, I even Googled it. So did nah. I, and there's no answer. Nah. Uh, all right, penetra- Penetration Guru, Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, at this point, you know, ACDC, but like, fuck's sake, boy, step up your game, man. What's these lyrics, man? You know what I mean? That's how bad these yeah. lyrics and these titles are. You know, Brian Johnson would be blushing, going, what the fuck? Come on, step up, lads. Um, uh, again, it just, it's no great. It's really its really no great. It's poor. Mostly poor. But there are good things about it, I have to say. Um, see the riff before and after the solos? It's really cool. It's almost like a metley riff. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Slayer. Ah, they should have done something with that. They should have used yeah. that. <laughs> You know, study the shitey kind of stock kind of rock eh, riffs that they were using in the, you know, I pain me. So they have done more of that. I mean, the vocals are cool, but the vocals are cool and everything on this, you know, yeah. well, 
there's one moment I would say, maybe not, not so much, but um, the, the wee Eastern keyboard bit that, you know, what's his face, uh, Edney does, Spike Edney does, is, is actually all right. It's pretty cool, you know. Um, but again, it's just, I mean, these lyrics are, contact me, I'm no Darth Vader. Can't you see? I'm no stranger. Call to me when you're in danger. Away and I'm angel. You know, what are you going to put at the end here? You know, it's just, it's just, and it rhymes with fucking Darth Vader. You know I mean? It's, I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ. The thing is, you could say, all right, it's rock. They're taking the press. It's, they're trying to be funny. It's just no. It's, it's no, there's no charm here. It's, it's, they're not getting away with it, basically. If they're trying to be cool and trying to be kind of like tongue in cheek, it's no working. You know, so you kind of need to be clever with it, you know, and I think, um, them know and bandaloop. I have got no idea what a bandaloop is. I've googled it, I've looked at it. It's uh, no idea. So, take you away from the bandaloop. I'll take you away from this word I've just made up. Um, so don't know if you know what a bandaloop is, let us know. But I've got no fucking idea. And this song is forgettable. I like this. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I mean, the lyrics are absolute. <laughs> the, the lyrics are absolute dog shit, man. One hundred percent. In fact, the lyrics are what completely lets us down because I actually think musically this is good. Um, it is. Aye. Give it a pace to it. Aye. I think it's actually pretty good, and I think some of the melodies are actually pretty smart. But I think the lyrics mm-hmm. are just absolute dog shit, um, and that fucks the song up completely. But um, I want the, the the kind of core of this songs is like like Iron Maiden. It's very Iron Maiden. It's like total Iron Maiden. Like even the bit that I said sounds like Slayer sounds like something Maiden would do. So to me, I think he's been listening to a lot of Maiden when he's wrote this because that's what it sounds like. And I can hear Bruce Dickinson singing this, man. No problem whatsoever. But I mean, I... Musically, I think it's good. I, I, I don't. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's not breaking any boundaries. I mean, I know the den, 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 den. It's not exactly a like life changing riff, but it, but it, it's got some pace, and I think it's all right. And it's just a metal song. This it's just as a metal song, and that's not why I like it. I just think it's decent. But um, but yeah, let me think. Um, I think the lead, the lead playing, and I know you, you're saying about the overplaying and that, but the, I know he is overplaying it towards the end of the lead, and it all is very short. But he's playing mental, like it's like fast, mm-hmm. like really fast. And I'm some really good runs on it. Aye, man, he's like your boy can proper play metal as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So fair play to him. Um, the bass playing in this song is actually really good. I honed in a lot on the actual bass playing. Um, and very Steve Harrison and the kind of galloping sort of style. So maybe that's what I'm getting the Iron Maiden uh, comparison as well. I think if this had, a, had completely different lyrics, this would have been a good song, but unfortunately. The lyrics are dog shit, and the Darth Vader lines utter shit. <laughs> Penetration Guru. I mean, come on, fuck. I mean, I totally agree. That title <laughs> is dog shit, man. Like, I it, it's just let down badly with aye. really poor lyrics. But I think the music's good. Just, just go up to your wife later and go, "I'm your Penetration Guru." Oh, she knows that. See, see what she does to you. <laughs> She'll penetrate me with a fucking kitchen knife. I'm going to take that, you fucking sad dick. Musically, I actually think the music's all right in this. Um, it's just, I, 
they've, they've tried to be clever about a, a, when the song is just quite clearly about shagging. So just make the song about shagging and, you know, Oh, yeah. Is it about, is it about shagging though? Is it? I don't know because it's that ridiculous. I can't even make Ian Nurt Elliot. <laughs> well, the, the title suggested, but you've got a point. I mean, maybe lyrically, I don't know. I can't remember. I only remember, I've only taken a note of that day three lines. Contact me, but... I'm no Darth Vader. See what that's going to do with the bedroom, but then again. <laughs> Maybe he's, into fucking, maybe he's into like cosplay or some shit. <laughs> I'm no doing that shit, man. Like, so don't like, uh, <laughs> on a side note, that was one of Mike Patton's quality quotes for back in the early 90s when he was just into pissing people off. And it was like uh, one of his sexual fantasies was dressing up as Darth Vader and have a load of people uh, piss on him while he rolled about in the grass. <laughs> Which I thought was amazing. Maybe he's going for that angle. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, perhaps it's not about um, shagging. Um, He's talking about penetrating your mind because it's a guru. No, I don't know. It's still shite, doesn't it, matter? Well, <laughs> most most of these guru types, these cult leaders and all that, that's all that, what they're all about, isn't it? It's, it's the aye. shagging, really. Absolutely. So, aye. Um, aye. It's, whatever it's about, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a mess, lyrically. Um uh, but musically, it's all right. It's uh, it's very fast paced. Um, it's it's got quite a good riff actually. Um, and I would have maybe I started the album with this. Aye, musically, aye, it could have been yeah. aye, because yeah. it's a uh, it's it hits a bit harder than uh, Top of the World uh, for me. But um, aye, it's 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 all right, and it <laughs> seems to be the one everybody talks about. You know? It's, uh, so so fair play um, uh, you know the, the title might be a bit daft but everybody remembers it so there you, right. there you uh, go uh, <laughs> uh, so alright so that's Penetration Guru next track is uh, Power to Love which was the single in the UK um, I'll, I'll take this one I remember buying this on 12 inch for 50p um it was, I, I think it was a few months after it came out and just bombed and it didn't even chart and all that. Um, and uh, I, I bought it because it was 50p and uh, I actually really liked it and uh, I like it now as well. Um, it's, a, it's a good song. It's one of the strong ones on this album. Um, Who wrote good. it, Paul? Who wrote it? Um, it was McCray, Noon and Moss. So drums, bass and guitar. Uh, so... Um, yeah, I, I really like this song. It's uh, it's good, good hooks and all that. Um, and uh, I mean, that's nothing particularly mind blown about the lyrics or anything like that. But yeah, it's a it's good, it's a good song. Good, nice, catchy stuff. Um, yeah, Joe, I agree. I, I like this song a lot, man. Good, really good tune. Um, strong vocal performance for Roger. That's, yeah, you know. Like everything that he sings, but uh, I again, this is another one of those songs. Like you know, you know, their peers at the time, you know, it stands up, you know, for these big rock rock choruses and stuff like that. You know, one hundred percent. I still think slap slap a bandana and cowboy boots on Roger and some long hair man, and it would have been a different story probably for this <laughs> band. Uh, they looked fucking hilarious right off, but I would have been not foreseen it. But um. <laughs> But I, I mean, the, the, again, 
the, the lead guitar work um, is excellent uh, for mm-hmm. me in this song. I think good, really good. Especially on the lead out. Some of the aye, stuff aye, in the, the lead out aye, is fucking amazing. brilliant, man. You're beautiful. Aye. The, guy's, the guy's just a good and that's player, what, man. I, you know? That's what's good. I, I'm pretty sure the 12-inch was extended and it, had, it left all that stuff in. So you got like, more of the guitar and all that. Awesome. As far as I can remember. But, uh, Aye, I mean, I like I said, the guy's a great guitar player, and I, I like he's got serious chops. Um, I've also wrote here um, the middle light break where the guitars and the drum play is cool. Where it's kind of you know what I'm talking about, where it's just kind of the guitars and the drums. It's almost like a kind of wee bit interlude in the middle of it. You probably need to listen to it again, but there's a wee bit of interplay between the two that are, are really really smart. Um, aye, but aye, I agree. This is this song's really really good. I enjoy it. Aye. I, I I like this tune a lot. I think it's one of the again one of the highlights again on the album. You know the big catchy chorus, and that's the thing. I am a sucker for a big massive catchy chorus. As long as it's right. not cheesy, as long as it's you know it's and sometimes it is cheesy and it's still good. But yeah, it's right. it's if it's done right and it's and it's and it's just a big big rock chorus. You know, if it's done right, it's, it can be excellent. You know, and I think this is one of the examples of it. Um, the solo is kind of interesting because, because the solo doesn't they follow the kind of normal convention because when it comes after the second, the second chorus it gets, it gets, and it's like nee, 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 you expect them to go a big yeah, yeah. and then a big kind of high notes and the, yep. you know the you know the standard kind of rock solo but it doesn't it does something different you know, it's kind of just this wee descending thing and then it kind of leads up a wee bit. And that's effectively your, your solo, which is kind of interesting in the big single, you know. And then, right. then towards the end of the song, as Paul rightly said, you've got all the lead play and the, some of the note, note choices are lovely. Really, really Aye. nice, nice yeah. note choices in the, the outro and the lead guitar. Um, I think... Uh, Aye, the, the, the key change. Um, so it changes key. Obviously, it goes higher towards the end of the song, the last chorus, you know, because yeah. um, it shifts into a new, ah, a new key. Um, and I remember Roger saying how he hated key changes. Um, he said that about Breakthrough, because mm-hmm. Breakthrough really? changes key towards the end of the song. Now, Breakthrough's Roger's song. Um, what the fuck's he talking about then? And then this isn't Roger's song, but it's Roger's band song. And so there's a key change in it. So I'm a bit baffled by that. And then uh, the video. So we're talking about the video, mm-hmm. obviously, all these Baroque kind of people, you know, like excess and all this kind of stuff and, you know, going on the while they're kind of playing on stage in the background. And I'm thinking, you hated the hard life video. <laughs> smart, and you've got all these people coming yeah. Roger, you just contradict yourself Aye. on an almost Aye. yearly basis. You know, I thought maybe I hate all the disco stuff. You wrote fun it, mate. You wrote the first disco song. So behave yourself, mate. It's behave almost yourself. like because it has if he does it, you know, it's okay. But if somebody else does it, it's shit. Aye. Especially if somebody else has success. I bet if somebody has success with something that he failed at, he's raging about it. <laughs> I wonder if the director said said to the band, We want you to dress up as well. And the Rogers told them to fuck right off. Probably. We well, did have that kind of long, kind of like coat on that was kind of suggested suggestive of Baroque wasn't it quite wasn't it quite going the full full way but he looks he just looks he doesn't look (laughs) he looks old and unhealthy almost he's he's weird makeup on it just doesn't look good man he's got got, uh, some sort of eyeshadow eyeliner well there there we are that that is why this band weren't successful man because he just looks like a fat pensioner 
It's Roger's fault. And the, and Roger's fault his own band was successful. <laughs> and uh, Mo- Moss and Noon are, are jumping about and gyrating and he's just standing there, kind of. Ah, he's got ah, no, yeah. he's got no presence. Man. Do you don't think uh, Josh McRae looks like he's like trying to do his Larry Mullen? <laughs> you that hair doing all that? No, you know the look. No, that is like actually. It's funny you should say that because um, there's something coming up later on that I've got a, a U two comparison. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. It is it it see that song compared to like what you've heard before and you know like penetration guru and top of the world man closer to you or whatever this is it closer to you is that the name yeah. of the song? Yeah, yeah. You know this is mer- it's a bit more sophisticated rock. A bit more, it's probably a bit more dad rock probably, but it, it's a bit more better rock. It's quite, it's a bit, it's, it's quite sophisticated. Uh, it's, it's more fleshed out. It's more thought like, through. It's more you know yeah. rather than just. Just let's just just jam because a lot of this just sounds like oh we've jammed it in the studio oh that riff ah uh, it's stock as hell but fine it will do um, which is a shame because there are some bits like we say the previous songs and like, certainly the previous song like that that main riff in between the the chorus and all that is really cool and again take it that direction maybe but um, but no this is really a really well worked out song and um, yeah one of my favourites on it and again catchy as fuck chorus you know yeah it's just oh, a great I, chorus I, it really li- and it really lifts. You know, and that's the thing. I think with these kind of big rock kind of um, dinosaur rock kind of songs should do. You should have a big mm-hmm. chorus that lifts right up. You know, but yep. yeah, no, like it a lot, man. Cool. So that's power to love. Um, so we're on track number seven, Sister Blue, which was written by Peter Noon once again. Um, uh, Mister Joe. I like this song, man. I think this is a very catchy tune. Um, I won't have, I won't really have one proper criticism of it, and that's it should end before it ends. It goes on too long. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think I think it's as catchy as fuck, man. Really, mm-hmm. really catchy. Um, it kind of reminds me, I kind of like a, a bit more of an up tempo Brian Adams. It's kind of get that Brian, like when Brian Adams was good. Sort of eighties stuff. Uh, ah, he's eighties uh, kind of stuff. It's kind of get that kind of you know that you can imagine being in the car and, and you know the, the convertible. Aye, yeah. that kind of thing. Aye, not the waking up the neighbors. That was shit. <laughs> no. Um, that was that was. Aye, he muck wanged that. Aye, fucking rotten. Um, it's great melodically. Guitar playing. This is actually really really good, man. Like the the, the melodic choice of notes and stuff like. That, I think it's excellent on it. Um, I love the the solo and the keyboard interplay, which is actually pretty decent. The keyboards actually in this record are like you were saying, they're not overly loud or overly used, but they're kind of used well mm. when they are used. I think I agree totally, man. For yeah. the most part, um, was sorry, two seconds. If I wrote here, what? All oh, right, aye, sorry, aye, that's pretty much it. I mean, I like this tune. Something about it reminds me of Bowie. But it's like I think it's more the sister blue that the way it's, it reminds me of Bowie a wee bit. Um, yeah, I know what you mean, eh? Yeah. Aye, no, no, the actual song itself, but that that vocal part reminds me of Bowie. Um, but aye, I, I like it. I just think it goes on too long. I think it just it should it should end about thirty seconds before it does, and it kind of keeps going, which kind of there's no point in it really. There you go. Yeah, you could, you covered it all there, Joe. It's a it's a good catchy tune. Yeah, it's one of the good ones on on here. Aye, no uh, got a lot to say um, really, but aye, cool tune, man. Um, one of the good ones. Um, yeah. it's 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 okay. It's 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 
Um, I mean, the come on, come on, come on let's get together, come on. Again, it's just it's reminiscent of so many other things, and you know, again, it's just so breaking any ground or anything. I think just sometimes it, it points to the unoriginality can be great, and at times, um, I have to say, certainly in the first time I listened to it, it was like that. But again, I'm getting used to it and more accepting of it. But it's a uh, Again, I've, I've put down, I feel there's a, a, a bit of overplaying on the guitar, on the lead guitar on this one. Um, I can't actually remember how it goes, I'll be honest. It was just obviously a note, a note I've taken at the time when I was listening to the song, but um, maybe just a bit of overplaying on this one. But the song itself, eh, aye, it's, 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 it's okay. It's it's kind of, it's not got the the, the rock vibe to it. It's, it's a bit more, I don't aye. know, remember it just, can a bit more... Um, Poppy, maybe. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the Brian Adams. You know, way Brian Adams Could stuff be, was kind of light, light rock, but, aye, but it was kind of rock tough stuff. Ah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of good, you know, kind of carefree sort of vibe. Ah, it could be that, but yeah, okay, it's, it's okay. It's not. It's, it's all right. Yeah, nothing much to say on it. Sorry. Cool. So we we dealt with that one pretty quick. Uh, um. So if you've got the CD version of this album, the next track is. Foxy lady, pass this man. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's uh, every time I hear a Hendrix cover, I just think I, I need to listen to more Hendrix. I never right. think this is a really good cover, no, unless it's maybe I, I'll give Little Wing by Stevie Ray Vaughan a pass and Little Wing by Derek and the Dominoes a pass, but the rest, and oh, sorry, and Gary Moore doing Red House. Um, sake, that's three Paul man yeah, exactly so getting quite a lot of pass <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so and so doing no, no. Um, hit, hit, it's, it, to me it's, even one of my favourite bands Kings X did Manic Depression and they're just like oh fuck off will you you know it's just I don't know I don't know why <laughs> it, specifically Hendrix it, you know bands doing Hendrix covers it pisses me off I don't I don't know why but it, it, it seems to be that that's the case um so I just uh, uh, this is a skipper for me. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's well done and all that. Not I mean, but, ah, no, uh, it's no, it's no. And again, talk about overplaying. Well, they, 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 they get all the notes right and they sing the right uh, notes. And all it, that. Talking about overplaying, I get it, towards the end of the song. There's massive overplaying on it with Clayton Moss as well. So yeah, it's ridiculously overplayed. Um, yeah. But it's shite and it's pointless. Yes, yeah. we say that about it the better. Yeah. Oh, Joe's away. Joe's left. Talking my spit. <laughs> was that a, was that a guy with robes, white robes like that? I'm your penetration guru. Ah, it was a penetration guru, man. I tell me come back at ten o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> so you can get your all the penetration you want. You fucking <laughs> happy cunt. <laughs> right, so uh, um, aye, so we'll just skip Foxy Lady. Aye, yeah. shite. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that brings us to track nine, which is Better Things. And this is written by Clayton Moss and also sung by him. Um, do you, Joe? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, think about better things. I think about think better I... things. Man, that's the wee high bit because of your bit there. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, we harmony. Well, I'll do the middle bit. <laughs> better right, things, one. right? I don't know. That sounds hey, raga. Raga, it's too fucking raga, mate. 
Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike it, but I don't particularly think it's very good either. I just kind of, it's kind of like <laughs> that's gold. <laughs> uh, it's like it's it's non-offensive. Do you know what I mean? It's there's I there's not enough in it to to kind of get angry about or or, or like. Uh, it's okay. I mean, I, I've wrote. Um, I quite like the the part with, with him and Roger double up. I think their voices actually sound okay when they're doubled together. I think they sound decent. Uh, and I don't think the guy's particularly a bad singer. I think his voice is oh, okay. Good voice. The guy's right. got a decent voice. He's all right. I um, for this kind of thing anyway. It's all right. Yeah. Um, I, there's a thing I meant. I meant to mention it earlier. Um, on the that Queenpedia site, um, if you click on Clayton Moss's name, it takes you to another page. And there's, it's just one line, basically. It's, it just says um, he lied about his age at the, the audition for the cross. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> so in the band. So he must have been like 16 or something. Ah, 16, 16 something. 17. <laughs> obviously under 18. They probably say the U18. <laughs> He's like, you know. I, I, I would lie as well. It'd be a fucking band with Roger Taylor. So <laughs> right. that, I mean, that by this time, he's what, about, say, 19, 20. So, yeah, no. you know... The guy can for for a guy so young, he's got well, a lot of soul and he's playing and all that. Oh, that okay, it, he does overplay slightly, but the, the fact that he's that young would <laughs> maybe suggest that you know that's the case. He's just you know over enthusiastic sometimes. But, but, but for the for the most part, he's playing fucking excellent. I'd yeah, say. he's yeah, playing uh, far better most of the time than it is bad. Yeah. You know oh, absolutely. I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I say, like, I mean, I mean, I know. I've, I mean, I'm the only guy out of the three three youths. Three of us, of us that have got issues with overplaying, really mostly. But, um, but no, the guy can, guy can play like. The fuck guy's got a lot of maturity in his playing. Uh, I think yeah. actually, totally. for a guy if he's only like nineteen, twenty, when he did this, mm-hmm. man, there's guys like Ingrid Malmsteen that could. I know that'll get me fucking shot out of space by all these guitar <laughs> assholes. But no, no, not at all. I'd rather listen to this dude play a solo than uh, Ingrid Malmsteen. It's got a vibe to him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. And a melodic ear. You know. Yeah. But no. Um. Go back to this. I don't know if this was maybe this was this song's a little bit of a byproduct of it was happening in Rocket this time. Yeah, yeah. like like your patience's and you know yeah. stuff like that. You know, extreme more than words. Obviously, that was a wee bit later. But a lot of rock bands were doing the acoustic thing. They had the acoustic mm-hmm. song. Guns and Roses obviously had the most successful uh, with patience. I would say, but it feel, does feel a wee bit like the obligatory acoustic one on the aye, album. Aye. I think a wee bit mm-hmm. done it. Absolutely, but I yeah. mean, it's 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 no bad. It's no bad. I'm not yeah. offended by it. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty inoffensive. It's it's uh, you know he's probably sat up late one one night, you know, and the dawn's just you know the the morning lights just coming up, and he's got his acoustic out and he's sitting playing. A beautiful, beautiful senior sitting there, probably. Aye. I'm, I'm getting gonna emotional. Go where the water's fucking something. I'm gonna us. go where I can get into a bar cause I'm <laughs> on the fucking age. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fucking 20 and he's talking about getting away and stuff like that and uh, escaping life like you mean you're yeah. just at a pampers. <laughs> you haven't even lived yet, you <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't even lived yet, you wee dick. So uh, yeah, I think it I, I think it does a, a a slight touch of the the thing that musicians, especially around about that time, apparently in the eighties and all that, that, that you know, they, they thought they could fucking fix the world by fucking playing a three chord song or something. I don't know. I every rose has its dawn or some piss. <laughs> aye, aye. Um, but aye, it's it, it, it's well performed. It's well uh, sung and all that. Yeah, it's it's okay. That's uh, David. You love it, don't you? Aye. 
it, it's not fantastic, I have to say. And, and I think the sentiment's good, you know, Aye. but it's bland. It's just, it's bland. I think that's the, the, the word I'd use to describe it, you know. Um, again, as Joe said, it's not offensive. It's just meh. Yeah, you know, so. totally. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, so that's better things. Um, so we'll get three tracks left. Um, track number 10 is Passion for Trash. And this was written by Josh McRae, the drummer guy, um, who went on to be part of the team that remixed the Rainbow stuff and all that. And yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, and yeah. Did they know? I think he he produced Blue Rock, doesn't doesn't he? I've no idea. Only we'll to Blue Rock episode ah, to, to find I'm sure out. He did. Anyway, yeah. So passion for trash. Um, I can't, I'll go on this one. Um, this uh, it's a cool wee song. It's uh, you know, uh, unobtrusive, fairly short as well. It's like two thirty-five or something. Um, that's that's Beatles length, gentlemen. Yeah, it's I. Yeah. Um, you start bouting these fucking songs up. Fucking, <laughs> fucking McCartney and Lennon slacking. Good middle section. <laughs> um, yeah, I it's it's a. Uh, it's a, a, I like the dive bomb at the end. Passion for dress. I like that, but that's my favourite. But mm. um, this was a this was a B side for Power to Love. Yeah, Aye. So, so I'd hear two songs in this album um, before. Yeah, at the time. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's all right. It's it, it's okay. It's not that you know. It's not one of the highlights for me, but it's okay. No. And I like the die bomb at the end, David. How did how the start of this man today? I've got notes, but I want to just remind myself. Okay, let's get that pish. Aye, cool. Aye, fucking. Ferris Bueller shite. Aye. Aye. Does the all right, uh, okay, cool. Uh I ugh, it, it, it's hard to talk about this song. It's hard to talk about a lot of these songs, I'll be honest. Uh, I think again the the on originality starts to grate a wee bit and it gets on this one as well because you've got the whole the whole bit where the, the snare stops do in the, in the middle of the, the verse before it's mm. in the chorus, you know. That's done to death, you know. And you know, uh, man, even by that point, 1990, man, that'd been done to death. So some of that stuff's a wee bit like, oh god, it's a wee bit kind of um. I mean, the lyrics are no, man. I mean, she's got to take me now all the way, smile. <laughs> Fuck me, man. He's I mean, Rogers in here, like putting random words into fucking stuff that makes no sense. This is the thing, man. Rogers, Rogers, no hate for any of this, man. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you think he's singing the fucking things? You think he'd be like, look, troops. He's probably that. <laughs> you've done really well there lads this is some of the best vocals I've ever sang I'm going to go and sell in my yacht aye <laughs> but I, 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 the, the lyrics are fucking aye, dog shit in this I mean aye aye aye, 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 aye I don't have getting nails right actually they, actually they put the but actually quite like <laughs> so, it's, it's kind of crap but I like it <laughs> 
Right, man. Lyrics are, are fucking rotten in this song, man. Like, basically, he's saying as he's well, it's a dirty, he loves dirty women. That is that's what this song's about. It's about right. dirty women, and I think it's like, like there's a it's about oral sex, man. Because like get down, down, down as low as you can. Oh, all uh, that, man. Uh, I, just, I don't know if he's talking about getting torn in himself or somebody getting torn into him. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, like you know, is he, is he giving the head or is she? I don't fucking who's know. Who's catching? Who's pitching? Who's yeah. catching? Who's but I who who knows? But um, I mean, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It's it is it's Ganton for trash. It should be fucking fired straight into the bin. That it's no very good. It's no very good. Um, musically, I mean, again, there's there's some parts that I think are pretty decent, like like most of us. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. wasted again, but really pish lyrics if they'd uh, wrote better lyrics, man. Whoever, just take their fucking lyric book off. Whoever's writing these things are bad. Um, again, I've wrote here, the lead guitar's great because I think the guy's a fucking excellent guitar player. So, but that's about, uh, I, I've wrote here as well. It kind of reminds me, I don't know if it's just the bow, bow, that pow, pow noise. It's kind of like shove it. I could see, I could hear this on shove it. Um, this is the only song on it that kind of reminds me of, oh, and it's quite funny because Roger didn't even write it, but it's mm-hmm. definitely got a sort of shove it vibe to me. Um, but yeah, it's not a fantastic song at all. No, pretty crap. Cool. <laughs> yep. Um, anything else for Passion for Trash? No. Boo. Boo. No. Nah, it's, it's pretty shite. No. You gotta, you gotta. You've got a passion for trash. <laughs> I love that, but I'm going to start doing die bombs. Just, just randomly. Aye, <laughs> just fucking get my Floyd out. Fucking. Okay. Actually, so... sorry, sorry, Paul. Oh. Before you go on, what was the song? Did they do it? Did they release a single? Is this maybe off Blue? When did Blue Rock come out? Two or something. Right, oh, it's older it, than that, man. I'm sure the song he's made a video for, and uh, I was looking at it today. And uh, forgive me, I forget the name of the song. And uh, Roger's very much singing about, you know, is that Heartland? It's called no, is it somebody no, put it up. No, Leighton put that up. Heartland, it wasn't yeah. that one. Um, oh, I forget the name of it, but anyway, it's Roger, and he's very much singing about how people are just giving away themselves and all that and it's kind of like, like what Maiden did with Wasting Love it was that kind of vibe like everybody just shagging everybody and it's 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 no good and it's so it's interesting because I think it was 1991 this thing was it so I don't 90, know if it was a 91 Blue Rock right so out. it must have been off Blue Rock then right because right. again I, I, until we do the pod I, I've got no a lot of memory of Blue Rock I have to say but um Aye, and he's very much singing about you know so it's the opposite of this stuff it's like you know he's very much uh, you know when he stop like this, this kind of just abusing our bodies kind of thing and abusing each other's bodies kind of thing, that, that kind of vibe to it. He's got um, a cheek, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's almost like I've matured and, you know, these, these 20-somethings are still slinging about shagging and I'm like, I'm in my 40s now, man. I, you know, maybe. So it's, so it's like the disconnect is always maybe maybe started. I don't know, but. True. Joe will get it out when we, when we do Blue Rock. But uh, anyway, sorry, Paul. Let you, let you carry no, on. No, that's fine, man. Okay, so um, I've got two tracks left, and the last two tracks are both written by Roger Taylor. Um, so track 11 is Old Men, open brackets, lay down, close brackets. So, Mr. Joe, start us off in this one. 
Right. <clears throat> See the start of this song before it kicks in to the kind of rock part? Mm. It's fucking excellent. And they yeah. ruin it. They fucking ruin it beginning to that really yes. shit rock part. Mate, man. you could be reading my notes. Look at that, Aye. mate. They, That's what I've got as well. Then they fucking ruin it. <laughs> That's what I've wrote. Aye, you're the same notes as me, mate. Aye, aye. <laughs> I'm like, this, like, this is the first part of this record. Are you, are you, gonna, like proper... are you gonna mention Roger Waters? Because we've got bingo, aye, house, aye, aye. I'm like that, man. I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, if he'd have kept it like this all the way through, yeah. this song would have stood out majorly in this, yep. this album, kind of the way that, although Roger didn't write it, but kind of the way that, um, uh, Matt, uh the, the, the Dylan song did on. Um, yeah, Strange Frontier, uh, Masters, Masters of War, of War. Masters yeah. of War. Yeah, had um, not the same points as me, Joe. Aye, aye, totally, yeah. man. Yeah. Aye, like I, I think it's. I'm like, ah, this is great, and then it just stops, and then. Dun, 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 aye, dun, it's dun, terrible. Dun, dun. And that riff is shit, man. And I've heard aye. that about a thousand times in really bad pub bands, mm-hmm. and it, it's a travesty because it's really fucking good, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good at the start. All the the melodies, amazing. And did Roger write this? This strikes me. Roger, like, yeah. Aye, aye. Can totally tell. I can totally mm-hmm. tell. But he made an arse of it by getting into that really crap rock part, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like it when the rock part comes in at all. Yeah. I think what, what happened was he thought, like I do, that the t- tone of the song is wrong for this album. And he thought, I'm oh, we'll, match just, the rest we'll, of aye, we'll just tack on a fucking rock bit. Yeah, feel shoehorned in to make sure it stays a rock album, you yeah, know, instead yeah. of you know just doing something. And I think for me, this is as Joe's kind of touching upon. This is like the familiar Roger territory that I like. This is the comfy yeah, shoe, yeah. but for me, yeah. this right. is the you know because Roger. Yeah. I mean, when we started getting into Roger solo albums and in the nineties, you know, there's lots of moments like that. It's just you know that that comfy Roger perspective sort of exactly mm-hmm. man and a bit more kind of, I guess a bit more grown up you know um, so it's, it's that injustice stuff he's singing about and and just as he, as he sings and and it is very much like Masters of War part two you know it's it's although obviously he didn't write Masters of War but it's got that vibe even the big the big kick drum and all that you know almost mm-hmm. like the funeral march type thing and all yeah. that Um and the guitar is really measured it's really that kind of Floyd-esque kind of clean guitar yeah, and um, that plays in the, the background. That's really, really nice. Um, and that uh, see, this is a, again, as Joe's pointed out, the, that whole bit is just ridiculous. Even if it was "Old Men Lay Down" part one and "Old Men Lay Down" part two, and that was explicitly yeah. part two, you'd have forgiven him. You'd have forgiven him. Just say, right, okay, it's a deliberate change in the song, but obviously that's meant to be part of the same song. Aye, it doesn't he get a pass. It doesn't not mm-hmm. get a pass for this. Aye, ridiculous, but absolutely ridiculous, but in, in such a bad riff as Joe's pointed out. Do, 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 do. Aye, I mean, it's stock as fuck, man. My God. But um, see, this is a kind of, this is a kind of stuff. This is, this is the stuff that interests me up to that point. It's like that, mm-hmm. aye, this is the Roger I want to hear. And, you know, and, yeah. You know, yeah. more so than the the big rock stuff, you know. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. It's because it, it's it's uh, it it doesn't fit with the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's grand and it's sophisticated and it's you know, um, it's you know, it's no singing about your knob or you know anything like that. Um, and I think they've just <laughs> just packed this. We'll rock it up at the end, you know. And the riff is tight. If they, if, if they even come up, come up with some other type of riff, you know, it might it not have been, been as bad. bad. Aye, 
Still shouldn't have no. done it, but no. Or even keyboards or something, have, uh, have strings or something like yeah. that. No, I would have just kept it the way it was, man. Like but then, the, if you're uh, putting strings on, then it's it's not a, it's not a rock thing, you know that does. Uh, yeah, he uh, came, he comes for fucking Queen for fuck's sake. I mean, I don't see why he'd be up, you know, like scared to do anything like that. I I just think mm. he was a bad, like you said initially. Yeah. I think he just thought, let's just try and keep this one no. consistent vibe pretty much all the way through and I think he's brought this to the band he's like I've got these two songs here but this one you know maybe we should work on it a bit and he's got the other rest of the band in and of you know du, 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 oh man you know nah, it's shite, rubbish you know, man it's just nah. um, which is a shame because the, the first part's excellent um, aye totally man yeah um yeah, so, um, so that <laughs> funnily enough, it's it's like it's almost to me like one of the best tracks in the album, and then it fucking shits the bed. It would know? probably be the best aye. thing on it if it aye. had stayed that way. Aye, aye, aye. agreed. Um, yeah, so uh, half half a good song. Uh, um, okay, anything else about old man? No, they ruined it, man. What about that song? <laughs> Um, talk about ourselves then uh, okay so final track final destination aye we sort of mentioned Roger Waters there bingo but Mm. this is and as with as with much a Roger solo 90 solo output Mm. and even even before that you know there was Roger Roger Waters vibes and um, his, his stuff prior but um but this has got very much got that vibe to it, and uh, the way he sings, the way he delivers lines, almost like that, almost half half speaking kind of way, you know, is mm. what Waters is famous for. Um, this is this is again, this is another one of the better ones on the album, I would say. Um, but I think on a Roger album, you know, just an out and out Roger album, like if we think about certainly Fun in Space and Strange Frontier, had this been on one of them, it might have been one of the weaker ones. But I think it's mm-hmm. one of the stronger ones on this album, um, I would say. But uh, I really like it a lot. It's a, it's a nice way to end it. And it does feel like these two tracks, other than that bit that we've discussed, it feels like these are, can I just shoehorned onto the end of the album? Yeah. These are yeah. very much Roger songs. They don't uh, fit in this album. They, nah. they, they, don't, they don't really belong in this album. Yeah. And and obviously with the previous track, I've tried to make it you know fit in. And... Uh, Again, if the album was more like this, I guess I suppose you've got to ask yourself if the album was more like this, there probably wouldn't be any point calling the band across. It should have just been Roger Taylor then. Mm-hmm. So, so you can argue. I think the, the, the only the decision he's made to make shove at the cross. That's where it, that's where to me it doesn't make sense. If that had just been Roger Taylor's solo album, then he maybe get the band together for a tour, you know, a Roger Taylor tour, and then thought, you know what, I'm going to take these band. Like these guys and make a band now and call it the cross would have made more sense as we all agree but mm-hmm. I think it's um, so I, I think I think this is these two tracks probably shouldn't be on it then if you look at it that way they, they should have been left for something else Roger was doing if he was deciding to make a solo album later down the line they probably should have been left off this because they do seem like it's he's, he's almost struggling already with the concept of the cross you know, because it's yeah. he's made a rock album and then he's put these two songs on and he's like, yeah. shit. Uh, it's almost identity 
crisis has started a wee bit already kind of thing with the, with the band. So, uh, no, but two two really good tracks other than the the, the mistake in the, the previous one and uh, two of my favourites on it. I think these two, Power to Love, Liar, you know, are, are you know my highlights of the album probably. Maybe Breakdown as well. So they, they kind of rock, rock ones are maybe the ones that I like less. The, the, mm. the aye, I get that. Aye, yeah, totally, man. Um, aye, final destination. I Roger Waters. I've got that in my notes. The total Roger Waters. But see when it kind of kicks in, though, it reminds me of you too. Oh, you're saying that? Aye. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can, I can kind of see that. Aye, it aye. reminds me of you too. Like, yeah. definitely. Um, I need to listen again. I guess this went in my head actually. Aye, aye. What are you? It starts off Roger Waters and then becomes U2, and then mm. obviously it's a little bit heavier towards the end. The kind of chuggy guitar comes in. Obviously, U2 wouldn't do that, but but the melodies are very similar to something I think that U2 would have done run about the kind of Joshua Tree sort of era. Um, that's not a bad thing because Joshua Tree is a good record, it's a fucking great record actually. Mm. But, um, but I mean, it's a good, it's a decent song. It just feels a little underworked for me. Um, it feels like a good idea that didn't really give enough time. If kind of kind of like old men lay down, it's like these things like you were saying they were probably afterthoughts. It starts to good songs and he just either didn't know what to do to them to make them fit, so kind of yeah. just made an arse of the one before it by tagging on this really shit rock part. And with this, it's just too short. There's it just yeah. kind of has like two parts and then kind of ends which is a shame because I think if it was flushed out properly it could have been a really really good song and I totally agree Roger's on these two tracks you know what I mean especially yeah. you know mm. the, the start of the one before as well um, but yeah um, it's a shame it's not it wasn't more thought out that's what I'm going to, that's what I would say definitely and uh, um, <laughs> there is there is quite a good line in this though uh, I would feel that it could ski right off the bridge of your pretty nose. Aye, I know. What the fuck's that? Oh, Is <laughs> that line, man? Okay, somebody, somebody on Twitter Twitter put that up. I think it might have been Leighton ages ago. Was it late? Think, no, it was recently. Or, it was just in recent days because right. I think you'd mentioned uh, in your private account, Paul, that you were doing this, uh, you were listening to this and doing this, the pod. And uh, aye, somebody, Jesus, aye. I maybe passed me by in this song. Um, and there's a, there's a wee Jeez, bit as well where he goes, play some guitar now. Yeah, that's oh, aye, that, just like aye, that bitch. Uh, aye, what? Aye, aye. I forgot fucking, it was this song. I forgot uh, it was this. Aye, aye. Fucking guitar, guitar. Aye, aye. Uh, but it's a, it's a cool song, man. Aye, it's uh, but it, 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 it doesn't belong in this album. It's uh, mm. tonally, it's wrong for this rock album. Um, and uh, and it maybe it maybe shows how Roger was kind of you know obviously Queen was his day job and all that and you know his level of commitment to this band that he'd, he's created he's maybe thinking you know I'm kind of caught between these guys are really into this and all that and um, you know I've got to keep an eye on things. Well, I've done another record, so he must have. Must have aye, been. aye. Yeah. I think yeah. the, the distraction would certainly have been there because, I mean, when you think about it, obviously after the miracle came out, they were already in the innuendo sessions pretty much. 
Mm. Uh, you know, recording one about Freddie's, you know, good days, you know, and and so right into 1990 and all that, you know, mm. um, he would have, in 89 and 90, he would have been focusing on recording the Innuendo album as well, the, you know, the, the first bunch of songs for that. So I, so I think he's, he's probably been like, I, th- I think, you know, he's been the, he's been kind of the good guy in this situation where he's thought, well, it's a band. I'll let the band write the songs, man, and I'll, mm. I'll dip in and out. So he's, he's, he's approached it in the right way, in the democratic way. But I think, um, had he been fully focused on this album, we would have got a better album. Oh, uh, aye, one hundred percent. Aye, you know. So I think, um, I think that's it. So, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's uh, like you say, Paul Queen was was still very much his day job, and and realizing, you know, Freddie was, you know, on borrowed time at that point, as as the guys actually said, borrowed time. You know, he's he's. Well, I need to fucking focus on what's happening over here. You know, rather. Aye, than, aye. You know, the makes perfect sense. You know? aye. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, it could have even have been that EMI were, 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 you know, the reason they get, they get dropped was EMI were wanting something out quicker, and he's like, I, I can't commit to, you know, anything. I could have been, I. Oh, it's not a day, with, not a day when it sold like fucking seventy five copies. copies. No, I mean, no, it's just you know, no, probably, probably as well. You know, what I mean, it's like for a band to succeed, man. You know. You need to really put the work in, you know what I mean? Everybody, he's a lead singer in that band, so right away it's like, are you going to go on tour for, you know, six months of the year? No, because I'm recording that, potentially yeah. my last album with my singer and my main band. Yeah. You know, so things like that will cripple a band right off the oh, bat, right yeah. away. It's like, better companies will just drop you because they're like, if you're not willing to go out and play your ass off and promote this product that we've gave you hundreds of thousands yeah. to record, then you can go fuck yourself and... Yeah, I could have been a bit of that involved in it as well. Yeah, and uh, see when you think about what Roger had put out up to this point, he he was definitely the hardest uh, working member of Queen. I oh, mean, aye, easy, the, aye. the other guys certainly took a lot of time off, whereas Roger's <laughs> writing, writing and recording and all that, you know, in between. Aye. Most prolific uh, by by far. Yeah. Um, so you know, kudos to the guy in that in that sense, and and. You know, it's, it was a very noble thing for him to do. Basically, let this, you know, I've formed this band. It's not just like, you know, the Roger Taylor show. It's not, a, it's not just a backing band. I want them to be involved in all that. So, you know, um, it's, from that point of view, it's, it's a pretty cool um, opportunity for these guys, you know, Clayton Moss and all that, whatever age it was, 16, 17, all that, you know, it's unbelievable. It's insane, aye. Totally. Yeah. And, and to, to have Roger Taylor sing your songs, you know, that type of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, and as we said at the start, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's a good album and there's some really good songs in here. I and, if I, and if, you know, if I was doing a, a Roger super mix or whatever, um, there'd be two or three coming out of this aye. album. Yeah, aye, I agree, So um, here's, here's something to, to think about. It's, it's, I was just reminding myself when Shove It came out. Um, so Shove It came out in 1987. I was recording in 1987, certainly. Um, came out in 1988, sorry, apologies. But it was recorded between August and December 1987. I don't know when Freddie was diagnosed, what month, but um, it seems to suggest it was 1987 when Freddie found out he had AIDS. Mm-hmm. So, 
depending on the timeline of that, maybe Roger would have thought about this whole thing very differently. Because if he'd already got these guys in to obviously help him out finish off the Shabbat album, which some of these guys are on, you know, and playing mm-hmm. on, would he have slowed that down and went, no, actually, because I don't know what these next three, four years are going to look like. Aye. You know, he maybe would be like, I'm not in a position to be forming a band. I've just found out, you know, that Queen is now going to have, you know, demand all my attention because Freddie would have been saying to them, guys, let's record like fuck until I, mm-hmm. until I drop, basically. So... Mm-hmm. So I think maybe his commitment to the second album probably would have, you know, would have been more had that news not happened. Obviously, well, hundred percent it would have been. So I wonder. I don't get the vibe that he would have been in the position to form a band at that point. I'm really thinking that was a good idea. Um, so I wonder what the timeline was like. Was when they actually found out the news, you know, from Freddie. Mm-hmm. You know, quite interesting. Um, but I don't know if anybody again out there knows the knows a bit more about that. But it'd be interesting, you know, because don't know. It would seem to me that be maybe not the best idea because you know you you kind of you're a borrowed time with, with your current band who's your main band and you know you want to squeeze as much music out of that as you can you know as and give that your attention so I think that's maybe why I, well as we touched on before as you touched on Paul it's you know Roger was Queen was his day job and he was doing all the press and stuff for the miracle because there was no tour for the miracle so he's he's diving up all about the world talking to magazines getting interviewed and all the rest of it so it's still very much like Brian and Roger were on tour in some ways you know because they were probably having to do all the press mm-hmm. in the US and you know in Japan and all these other places you know so Took some amount of balls to sit and talk to you know the press about the miracle record man in a positive <laughs> manner indeed mate <laughs> <laughs> aye well, so that was uh, mad, bad, and dangerous to know. Um, so, uh, as always, hit us up on Twitter. Well, we're there every day. Well, Joe isn't he? But you know, nah, uh, no, yeah, no. We'll get, we'll get him on it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, at lap pods. Um, so um, let us know what you think about mad, bad, and dangerous to know. I think uh, we already uh, know. <laughs> I think they've been they've been talking to us a lot about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or indeed anything else Queen related or about the the, the naughty episodes we do um, which have, have been coming out um, and uh, once again thanks for listening to our absolute shite <laughs> um, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the next one yeah anything else to add gentlemen no 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 really just uh, thanks for listening and uh, check out the not episodes that we're doing because uh We've done a lot of really interesting ones and I think that there's some insight in them as well. Exactly. You might find a band that you've never heard that you might end up getting into. You never know. You know, a band like the Beatles, you know, you've never heard of them. You might enjoy that. Who are they? Who are they? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so let's uh, say... that bit bit of uh, fucking Ace Ventura. When, when, he, when she says, "Have you ever heard of this organisation?" He's like, "It's like, on. like on in history." He's like, "No, who are they?" That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so that was uh, a bit of film criticism there as well at the end. So, uh, aye, Ace Ventura. That's how you have to pet detective. detective. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good movie, man. Watch it if you haven't seen it, and uh, listen to our podcasts and aye, all that good stuff, and talk to us on Twitter. Um, and we'll catch you on the next one whenever that is bye bye now bye